three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Got a review here for a movie that is making a lot of waves and that a lot of people were talking about. Some people are saying it's their favorite movie of 2020. I've got a review for Promising Young Woman, which I'll be the first to admit I wasn't really familiar with the film. Or what it was even about. I didn't watch the trailer for this. And I gotta be honest. I'm really happy I didn't. And if you haven't seen this. And if for some reason you have been able to avoid what's about or anything like that. I'd say go in this cold. I think the film actually works better. Being just going in completely cold to what it is. And just kind of enjoying it. So the film here stars... Uh, uh, Carrie Mulligan uh, as Cassandra. You've seen her in several things. Um, An Education immediately comes to mind. Inside Lewin Davis, uh, Mudbound, uh, Drive, Shame, to name a few. Um, I think she's an incredible actress, and I was actually really excited to see that she was starring this. I was like, oh, that's like, hell yeah, let's go. Because I always love seeing actors, actresses who may not be that upper tier get the chance to get some more exposure and i will get we'll get to carrie mulligan but uh she plays cassie technically cassandra but cassie and really the whole movie is about something happened to her or someone she knows and so she went from as the film says being a promising young woman to kind of being kind of just a slouch just being kind of I don't even want to say reckless, but being just kind of lazy, settling into a routine, as many of us do. And the film itself does a very good job of kind of making you go, well, what happened? And I will say this film is just under two hours, an hour and 53 minutes. And for me, it's definitely something that I was enthralled with, uh, captivated by made uncomfortable by and at the end of the movie was like son of a bitch okay um so <sighs> i normally go into spoilers but i'm gonna be honest with all of you uh all of you kids um i'm gonna dance around this like there's no tomorrow because i really want you to discover this for yourself and to not spoil plot points so Again, I'm going to try to tap dance here, so stick with me here. So the movie starts off with uh, Cassie at this bar. She is uh, drunk, uh, very drunk. And this guy, of course, comes up to her and is like, oh, well, you know, like, oh, she's drunk. Hello. Let me come. Let me go over and say hi. And he's sitting there talking to a couple of his friends. And it is just the most douchey club dude conversation that you could ever hear it's the whole uh it's the whole oh he's dressed like that and drunk well she's asking for it 
She literally, they, they literally say that in the movie. And I know some people go, guys don't talk like that. You clearly haven't met enough men or gone to a club recently. But, well, hopefully none of you have gone to a club recently. But this one guy who offers to go and help her out, he seems, at first, somewhat decent. Like, hey, let's share a cab. You, I can, you know, it can drop you off at your place. We need to split the cab. I'm like, all right, that's, that's. That's okay, hopefully. I did laugh really hard. And it, it, something about this movie is that the humor, there's a lot of dark humor in this, but it works really well for what they, uh, where the film ends up and just kind of the road that the film goes ahead and takes. I laughed really hard once they get to the cab. Uh, the driver puts on to music, as you do, and Spice Girls 2 Become One came on. And that was something that I. <laughs> That I really went, okay, that's really fucking funny. So they get up to his place, uh, get up to his room, and she's like, I need to lay down. Like, I don't feel good. And he goes, you know, oh, okay, lay down. Like, it's okay. Like, like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And he jumps on top of her, which, I mean, ow, first off. Secondly, he's like, oh, you're okay. You're okay. And she's like, I need to get up. I need to go. I need to go. She's practically begging, like, let me go. And he's like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. And then the switch flips and she goes from, oh, God, I'm drunk. I'm drunk to motherfucker. I told you I need to fucking go. And that's when the realization comes in of, oh, she's not drunk. She's completely dead dog sober. And you just got caught trying to sexually assault, fuck, rape her. And that is where the movie goes. All right. Here are some of our cards. Are you going to follow the breadcrumbs? Because, again, this is a this is a film about Cassie learning who she is independent of something that occurred in her life. And that's all I'm going to say about it. When you find out what said thing is, you go, well, shit. OK, that makes a ton of sense why you would be this vengeful and this angry and this just lost in your life. And. There is this lie that I think we are told overall uh, as a society that time heals all wounds. It, it, it doesn't. <laughs> like, you, you don't always heal from the wounds. You just kind of learn to accept them. And this is one of those wounds that she just cannot get over. And I will be the first to admit, as someone who um, went through something not nearly as egregious, but something to the point of me being uncomfortable and I'll just leave that that once you figure out what's going on and what occurred you go well shit that I can't even fuck like it's one of those things that you that if your friend told you this occurred you wouldn't really know where to start outside of just saying I'm sorry and I'm here for you and that's really where it kind of is going to go ahead and make you go, oh shit. I even uh, timestamped it at the 7.06 mark. She has this look on her face that genuinely scared me and went, oh man, this is fucking bad. This is very, very fucking bad. But what I appreciate about this film is that uh, the writer of it, it's really funny. I remember watching this thinking, man, this feels a lot like Killing Eve, like Killing Eve the movie. 
And Emerald uh, Fennell, who's also the writer and director on it, go figure, she writes for Killing Eve. The hell you say? And I don't even mean that as a bad thing, because I know some people go, oh, it's written like a TV movie? No, 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 no. It is written incredibly well. And while this is dealing with very rough subject matter, it does a good job, I believe, of balancing, of not saying that Cassie is completely right, but also saying that the, the, the opposite isn't wrong. It's a really hard line to walk to not be, to not be, oh my God, all men are evil, but also at the same time, you need to listen to women. And the problem is, I don't know if you can, I don't know if anyone can write a film that balances, or even a show that balances, you know, that potential. Because again, obviously, you want to take any, any sort of accusation, you know, that a woman, woman brings forward seriously. But at the same time, you don't want to, you know, just like crucify the guy either. And the movie gets into that. And I'm like, wow, this is a really tough tightrope for you to walk. But the movie does such a genuine, admirable uh, job of it that I really had to kind of step back and go, wow, like you're really avoiding so many of these of these pitfalls. That I really think that a lesser writer would fall into uh, Cassie's parents. Uh, Stanley and Susan, played by Clancy Brown and Jennifer Coolidge, respectively. The parents, I didn't, the, the couple I didn't know I needed in a movie, but they work so well together. And I would compare this, and this is a very random reference, but I would compare it to something like The Big Short in the sense of every actor who's in this, no matter how big, no matter how small, they are crushing their roles. Uh, Molly Shannon is in this, and while her character isn't in the film a lot, she has a very important she has a very important piece in regards to the plot as far as who she is and why she's important. And she gets a scene with uh, Carrie Mulligan that genuinely broke my heart and made me go, "Oh wow, that is oh, I just want to give you a hug." Allison Brie plays uh, this girl Madison, and she falls into the same boat. Uh, her scene, or her big scene with Cassie, is incredibly tense, it's incredibly well done, and it it addresses an issue about this issue, again, dancing around things, that really made me go, okay, like, you're really attacking this from multiple angles, which I really appreciate, because it makes it feel more human, it makes it feel more like it's really happening, uh, in our world, which I really just love, the the big standout for me, in the in the best way outside of uh, Carrie uh, outside of Carrie Mulligan, and uh, another character I'll mention here in a second, Laverne Cox as Gail. She's Cassie's boss who works uh, who runs this uh, coffee shop. Laverne Cox is amazing. She is so amazing in this, and I just really wanted. Just give her a giant hug and go, you're a fucking badass. Like, she is great in this. Like, I really need to say it again. She is great in this. And her and uh, Carrie Mulligan have such great chemistry together. A lot of just very quick, witty uh, sort of uh, banter between the two of them. 
I wonder how much of it was improv because Laverne Cox, if you've seen her and stuff, she is just very naturally witty and Carrie Mulligan, same boat. So I wouldn't be surprised about the stuff that's on the cutting room floor that I really wish uh, that maybe we get an extended cut of this at some point. If there is an extended cut of this with an additional 15 minutes or so, I would love to see it because I'd love to see what got cut out. But uh, but Cassie's world is kind of thrown into uh, a bit of a, a bit of a tizzy <laughs> when she is approached by Ryan, who's played by Bo Burnham. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for any sort of amount of time, I've mentioned the fact Bo Burnham is one of my favorite stand-ups ever, as in top ten, if not top five stand-ups. I think that Eighth Grade is an incredibly well-done film. It bothers me that I don't think people really appreciate his brilliance, especially Make Happy. Makes Happy is a genuine masterclass of uh, stand-up comedy. And again, something I do not think is talked about nearly enough for how brilliant it is. Uh, while I'm not a huge fan of the of, of all the material in it, I think the fact that he directed Chris Rock's tambourine, he did a hell of a job giving it this very intimate feel. I think Bo Burnham is just fucking talented as shit. And I think eighth grade got criminally overlooked as we got into award season. But the big kind of hook of this movie is that there's a scene where Ryan, you know, goes uh, into Cassie's coffee shop, goes ahead and goes like, Hey, you know, like uh, basically <laughs> does that thing that you, I'm sure that you've all, maybe experience or scene where, oh, you know, you were so, you had so much potential. What are you doing working in a coffee shop or what are you doing working here as he phrases it? And so he even goes, oh, that was really shitty on my part. I'm sorry. You can spit in my coffee if you need to. And she, Cassie looks him right in the eyes, spits in his coffee. And I went, yikes. Okay. <laughs> I went, wow, that is really dark. But then Ryan, like a boss, looks her right in the eyes takes a sip of the coffee and I went okay Bo Burnham you're I don't know if that's baller if that's just like you're kind of fucking amazing I love 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 their relationship um the amount of moments where you just go oh no like what are you doing because Cassie is on this mission of you know seeking out these shitty men it made me really happy to see uh, McLovin in it. I feel so bad. I still keep calling him. Christopher Mintz-Plass. He plays this guy named Neil, who, again, tries to hook up with her when she's drunk. And and there is this point where, you know, he's he's kissing on her neck and kissing her her uh, her ears and everything. And he real she flat out goes, you need to stop. You need to fucking stop. And, you know, he does the whole, I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice guy. And I felt like we had this connection. And she, Cassie, rightfully so, calls him on this shit and goes, you know, oh, when's my birthday? What are my hobbies? What's my fucking name? And I went, fuck, she's got you there, man. (laughs) Like, she's really had you there. And Neil, rightfully so, goes, okay, fuck, all right, I just wanted to get laid, which at the end of the day, unfortunately, that's kind of what it comes down to. It's crazy to me, and this is my big takeaway. 
this vengeance mission that she's on, again, for reasons that you'll find out, she's basically the equalizer. And I mean that in the sense of she's giving all of these dudes a chance to take the off-ramp and not be a piece of shit. There are multiple points during every interaction where she goes, like, stop, stop her, like, I'm drunk, or I don't feel good. Multiple times. Multiple. With every single dude. And these guys are just like, well, nope, pussy, sorry. And that's the part in particular that just makes you go, fuck, it is so cringeworthy because it's so real. And if you've talked to any of your female friends, unfortunately, every female that you probably know, unfortunately, has a story like that. And it it's really fascinating to see how her mind works and how she really checks these uh, checks these guys uh, checks these guys in a way that I went, wow, that's really quite empowering. And I think it's something that if you're, it, I'll be honest, if you're a guy, you need to see this. It, like if you're a woman. Definitely watch this. But if you're a dude, you really need to see this. Because I think it is something that if you're a guy, you need to realize, okay, this is not how you do shit. I mean, obviously, hopefully you know that already. But ho- but honestly, this movie might be a nice wake-up call to go, okay, let me kind of make sure my boundaries for shit are where they need to be. Um, I know some people will, because I'm already seeing it online, some people are like, oh, this is preachy and... Da, 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 da. And, and you'll have those people who say that shit regardless. This movie could be, you know, fucking incredible with, you know, Hans Zimmer doing the score and Spielberg directing it. And people would still find a way to, to go, oh, this is bullshit. This is that feminist bullshit because of the subject matter. So no matter what, this was going to piss people off. And once you kind of figure out what it's about, I went, oh, yeah, there's no way people are going to be <laughs> are going to be upset about this. And. You know, if you're if you're not upsetting some people, you're probably doing something wrong. So I was actually very happy to see that this was ruffling feathers uh, the way it was um, to go over a couple other things that did make me laugh. Just because, again, I, I don't want I don't want to get into much more of the plot. But there are a couple jokes that really uh, that uh, there's a couple lines I went. Oof. So. Um, so the whole, uh, there's one of the guys she hook, uh, that's trying to hook up before it goes, I thought we had a connection. Uh, that's Neil actually. And so she even goes, you at least are better than the other ones. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but she goes, you at least woke me up before you put your fingers inside me. And I was like, shit. Oh my God. And she even goes, you know, you keep saying you're a nice guy because every week I go to a club and every week. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every fucking week, a nice guy, quote unquote, like you comes over to see if I'm okay. And you find out she's been doing this shit for 152 weeks, three years of doing this. I was like, what the shit that long? And you see this notebook where she's making tally marks each time she goes out to a club. And it's terrifying to know that she's been going out that many times and that many guy, times guys are proving her right, which really speaks to the state of the world, which is why, again, if you're a dude, you really need to watch this shit. Um, that in particular made me feel so gross and grimy and go, oh, fuck, that's really terrible. Um, there are some moments of levity in this because, again, this is definitely a dark comedy. 
the chemistry between Cassie and Ryan is so uh, it's so incredibly, incredibly wonderful. There is a uh, there's a joke <laughs> where because Ryan's a doctor and Cassie shows up and goes uh, to his uh to the hospital he works at and goes, oh, I'm here to see my herp uh, to get my herpes medication. And he goes, oh, you have herpes. That saves us an awkward conversation later. And that, and that line made me laugh so incredibly fucking hard. I won't say why, but one of the last things I'll bring up here, this turns into... You know, actually, that's too that's too much of a giveaway. Never mind. I'm not even going to bring up that movie. I will say it 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 turns into somewhat of a Tarant one of Tarantino's best films. That's what I'll say, and I will leave it at that. I think that's enough of a hint, but not a dead giveaway. Um, yeah, that, that, I'm trying to think what else I can. Oh, they actually make a Paris Hilton song listenable. That is something. That I really, really was impressed by. I think it's the Stars song. I want to say, um, I love that. I love that so much that they are able to somehow make Paris Hilton relevant again. Which go fucking figure. Um, there is so much that they use with the score, especially when you find out what the crux of Cassie's anger is. And I will leave it at that. That scene, and you'll know the scene that I'm talking about once you get to it. As far as absence of score, it's so heartbreaking and it's so well done that it's one of those things I really had to take a step back and pause and genuinely cry a little bit. It It's a brutal realization once you get there. And the last thing I will say before I get my final thoughts, there's one decision the plot makes, makes that I really hate, that I genuinely hate, that I went... No, really? Like, it's one of those things I just went, I don't like that. I get why the writer did it, but I don't like it. Like, it's one of those decisions that if I got a chance to talk, uh, if I got a chance to talk to uh, uh, Emerald, I would go, okay, can we talk about this? Like, like, tell me why this is, like, why you had to go this direction with this thing. Uh, it really bothered me. It really bothered me, but regardless. Um, this is about as close to perfect on one of these types of films that you can get. It's a revenge film for our current time and day. Like we think about with, you know, how dating and stuff works and how the nightclub scene works and all that. Uh, you think about something like Hustlers where, you know, I go back to that tragic scene where Aquafina is, a uh, is uh talking to the one that one guy and you know she can he convinces her to uh, give him a give him a blowjob and you know pretends oh i have 500 bucks here and it was 20 you know you think about those things that people go like well like she agreed to it still rape like it's like it at worst is sex it's at best it's sexual assault and this movie tackles an issue that is obviously uncomfortable for people to talk about in a way that I thought was incredibly well done and well fleshed out. Um, Carrie Mulligan, she should get an Oscar nomination for this. I personally will be upset if she doesn't get one. I, I will bring that up on the podcast if she does not get an Oscar nomination. Because she deserves one. This is produced by quite a few uh, people. So it's produced by Emerald uh, uh, Fennell. It's also produced by Margot Robbie, which... 
it's it's this is I'll put it like this. I hope this is kind of a turning point for Margot Robbie. Because Margot Robbie, I've seen her and stuff where I go, oh, she was good in that. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast, I raved about Itania. I think Itania's still the best performance she's turned out. But maybe this is a turning point for her. I, I'm really curious to see what else Margot Robbie kind of, you know, gets involved in uh, outside of, you know, being Harley Quinn. But this is one of those films I would tell everyone is well worth your time and you need to watch. Uh, this will be something that I will might bring up on my best of. Who knows? But as far as a film, uh, it's well worth your time. I got a screener for this. When I can buy this, I will be buying this. Uh, this is something I need in my collection. Uh, I, I love this film and genuinely admire this film. So this is a fan-fucking-tastic for me, even despite the big thing with the plot that I just went, I really hate that you made that, made that decision. I still think it's a great movie and about as close to perfect as you can get so this is a fan fucking tastic for me so everyone promising young woman have you seen it what did you think of it let us know in the comments you can like both of our pages on facebook the real pineapple and real pineapple games i'm gonna start streaming here on twitch here in february which i'm really excited to get into twitch haven't streamed a game before so we'll see how that goes uh you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple you can follow scott on twitter at nearman the first don't forget to like share and subscribe you can find us on soundcloud apple and google Podcasts, podbean stitcher and iHeartRadio, uh tune up and Amazon Music at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up for the month of February for our Black Cinema Showcase. I am so excited to talk some Black Cinema. We'll have some reviews up for uh, for one, uh, one Night in Miami. We'll have a review up for Malcolm X. We'll have a review up uh, for some Boondocks episodes. We'll have a review up for Watchmen, the HBO series, which I'm so excited to watch that. I have not actually seen it, so... I'm so no spoilers, uh, but I'm real excited to get in that. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe out there. Wear a mask and we will talk to you soon.